So what comes to mind when you think of a sister? Come on. Two sisters back together. A best friend. An opinionated best friend. <laughs> this is Sister Sister the Podcast. A sister who always thinks she's the boss. That sister that you start a conversation saying, bitch. Guess what? You're listening to Sister Sister, the podcast with Roxy and Susie. Welcome to Sister Sister, the podcast. Our first episode, we've had this vision of doing this podcast for years. Oh my gosh, finally, praise Jesus, finally. So we're here in the studio. It feels good. We're drinking some tea. It's a vibe. We set the mood and I love it because this is the platform where we're going to be able to to really i mean i think we already do speak from the heart but this is where you're really going to hear us go into depth about all kinds of different things and you're going to be like wow i never thought about it that way i never thought about it that way just because you're sisters doesn't mean that you need to agree with each other all the time i know and i think that's the misconception that so many people have they think like that's my sister and i told her x y and z and she ignored me Therefore, I hate her. And I mean, that's so childish. And for me, like, what a blessing to be able to get to work every week with my sister. And you guys will see, we don't agree on a lot of things, but we respect each other and we challenge each other. That's for sure. Yeah. And so this episode, we want it to be about like, who are your hosts, right? Like, I'm Roxy. This is Susie. And we want you guys to get to know each us, right? Like, how does Roxy really think, right? And if and if I'm tweaking anything, I think Susie will call me out like, bitch, shut up. Like, you know. And vice versa. And vice versa. Like, <laughs> tell me how you really feel. This is our podcast. We could say whatever we want. Uh, I think I want to really make our mom, Susie, a, a weekly part of our show or a monthly. She's a little chicken. She's a little chicken because she thinks we're going to put her on the spot. But I, I told my mom, listen, you're always in control of what you say. But I think she knows we know her so good that. <laughs> She's afraid that we're going to put her on the spot. I mean, it's a different generation. And I see that a lot. Older generations. I mean, she was from the 50s, right? She was born in the 50s. I think all this social media and a platform and just being in the public eye a little bit more is intimidating to her. It is. You know? It is. Yeah. So you're going to get to know us. So let's start with you, Susie. Who are you? You know, where, where you came from? You came from my mom's coochie. We Duh. all know that. But I originate. A little bit about you. Like, you're the oldest of the family. Right. So the oldest of the grandkids. For those of you that have no idea who I am, didn't even know Roxy had a sister. Hello. Hi. Nice to meet you. <laughs> My name is Susie. Follow um, her on Instagram yes. at La Susie, L-A-S-U-S-I-E. That's my handle on Instagram. Um, I do have a Snapchat, and I promise I'm going to become more active on it. Uh, but, yeah, follow me on La Susie on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. Anyhow, I am the oldest sibling there's three of us. We have a brother in the middle and then Roxy is the baby. And I love being the baby, by the way. It's so weird for me to have to call you Roxy because I don't ever call her that unless we're in public or unless we're in working. But anyhow, um, I'm six years older than her, right? I'm married, divorced, married again. I have a family. I have a blended family. I'm self-employed. I'm the daughter of salvadorian parents one immigrated here the other was born here um yeah i've i've been through the ringer i've made every bad choice possible which is complete contrast to my sister my roxy has always made really good choices 
for the most part, like big choices anyways. So our life has been set up so differently. I've definitely struggled more in life. Whereas not to say that she hasn't, but in overall, her life has gone more smoothly. Like she has been more responsible, but I would like to say that because of me, and all my mistakes <laughs> i've 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 shown her what not to do right in, yeah. in, in the big scheme of life so i mean that's me in a nutshell so as we go through this we're gonna get deeper and deeper and we'll start to get to know each other more um but yeah if you hear me sound bossy or protective it's because i am because yeah. my sister and my brother are also like my first intro to motherhood because for me motherhood has always been the jam like I've loved being a mom and I've always wanted to be a mom since I was a kid. Yeah. And see, I've never really thought about being a mom until like now that I'm in my 30s and I'm just like, oh, my God, like I should probably consider the possibility of being a mom, you know, and, and it's because I'm just like, OK, you and having dogs for the rest of your life like that. That's exciting. But it's hey, just listen, not, they never talk back. OK, yeah, they never talk back. But it's just like you want to be able to push that on to the next generation like we were put here to procreate so i'm roxy a lot of you guys listening to the podcast know who i am i'm the baby of my family i love being the baby of my family i have always from a young age i always get that question sis like have you always known what you wanted to do and it's like i've never really been specific on what i wanted to do i just knew that i needed to be doing something that had to do with high energy talking to people performing you were like five years old talking about I'm going to be a high speed chase newscaster. <laughs> Remember you used to follow cars with Joe yeah. and your fucking camcorder and I record used... all the high speed chase down the 60. I'm still obsessed with high speed pursuits like 100%. But I always knew that I wanted I just I've always loved to be in front of the camera. I've always loved I've never been embarrassed to talk. I've never been embarrassed Ever. to express myself. And so I knew that what I did had to align with with something to do with entertainment or talking to the audience or talk. And I've always loved that. Like I've always loved talking to people. I've always loved communicating. I never have done what I do for fame, popularity, fortune, never. Like it's never. just all that comes with who you, you know, working hard, but I've never been, cause I've actually met people like, Hey, why do you want to act? They're like, cause I want to be famous. And I'm like, what? Right. Like who says that? Keep the fame. Let me have the income and let me have the platform to help people. But yeah, fame, that that whole fame platform, like it's a little weird because it could be invasive. Truly. Well, I was actually talking to one of my girls the other day. She's like, think about it, Roxy. Think about it like fame. If you, you know, and talking and rest in peace to Kobe and to the seven Ugh. passengers on that plane. But Goodness. it seems if you really think about fame, like in the word of fame, in the history of fame, anybody that's been famous it just seems like w along with fame comes a curse. You pay the price for sure. It, like I think of Vanessa Bryant, for example, she had to share her husband with millions of people and like through his death, rest in peace, Kobe and all the other eight passengers on that helicopter. She has had to see so many people pay tribute to her husband. Is that like a helicopter in the background? Probably. Sounds like it. What's up, Kobe? Um, say things about her husband that maybe necessarily aren't true or maybe things that she didn't know or like share 
attributes to him so intimately whereas as a wife from a wife perspective or even from a mom perspective for her daughter Gigi I would feel a little angry like leave him alone like he was mine yeah but you can't do that because when you're famous you do belong to everybody and you have to sort of respect that because the people also are what that level of fame you know what I mean like paying hundreds of dollars to come see you play like they give you your lifestyle so yeah it's a it's a give and take it's a, it's a slippery slope honey yeah it's a gift and it's a curse man because you get to like i think a lot of people and not only is, and i think like a kobe's another example like he just happened to be good at football i mean basketball football, basketball no <laughs> the super bowl just this passed, is sorry. another thing we're going to discover <laughs> that uh she really doesn't <laughs> know a lot about sports <laughs> i really know he was amazing at basketball and he did it because of the love of basketball. I don't think Kobe ever decided to play basketball because of, oh, I'm going to be, I mean, yeah, his dreams was to play for the Lakers and he finally got drafted, but I think it was literally a passion of his he had that grew. He realized he was amazing at it. And it's with that came the fame. And it's just like, damn, man, it, it's, I, he used I, his platform amazing though. Yeah. Purpose I heard him living. say he was having an interview with uh, Matt Barnes. I think he has a podcast or a video podcast is called like, up in smoke or something like that anyhow they were asking him you know some of his favorite basketball players that he loves to watch and he said that genuinely he hadn't watched a single basketball game since he retired until Gigi started to show interest in the sport so I think Kobe loved the sport of basketball and gave all of it all of him to it but when it was over it was over and he was ready to walk away and now give all of himself to being that family man oh you know what I'm my god because like, everything he did he did it passionately god and just when you get to that you get over that hump you get over that slope of like finally like vanessa bryant i finally got my husband back right like we're doing normal things we're going to the mall we're going to eat we're going to church together the the family unit just when it's like the second chance at life starts we had two more daughters Right. I know he gets taken away from you. And it's like you sit there as a human, as a woman, like and all you can sit there and, and listen, Susie, we're women of faith. I got to say, my parents did an amazing job raising us. Yep talking about god the bible and we're not well, i'm not turning this into something religious but i think no, I, people gotta know i think we have solid faith something i think we have solid faith as women yes, yes or no yes 100 my dad was the kind of dad that would share the bible with us in such a terrifying you way never paid attention <laughs> you always oh. got scared of the stories i mean tell my dad was so like mija if you ever like you can never take your own life because if you do there's, You're going to hell. There's a haber un rio, which a rio is a, you know, a river, a, a river, un rio de fuego como lava. And, and I'm like, sure that's exactly how you interpret it too, huh? He would describe it. He's like, and if you die, if you take your own life, you're going to live in that rio for the rest of your life. And you're going to go like this with your teeth. <laughs> and he was like, and for the remember rest that? of your life, you're going to suffer. So the only person that could take your life is God, you know, like just in case we ever got suicidal thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, as a parent, I would probably approach that a little differently. I probably would. I do. I ask my son, hey, what's up? How's it going? Let's talk. I don't try to scare him. But anyhow, that's what the point of this podcast is, right? Podcast is, is that so many people think they have the. The. The luxury, what? the luxury of time, right? Yeah. So they're like, uh, 
I haven't talked to my dad this week. Whatever, I'll call him tomorrow. Or I haven't talked to my sister in a couple weeks. I'll check in with her tomorrow. Not realizing that tomorrow isn't promised. Yeah, literally. So I hope that through our podcast and through people see our relationship the way that we genuinely get along. Like, this is not bullshit that we're doing just for podcasts. Like, this is how we get along. Yeah. And we get along the same exact way with our brother. That they understand that it's okay to not be the same and still vibe and still love each other and still respect each other. Because if you were to die tomorrow, sister, God forbid, I hope I never have to see that. I hope we die in order, honestly. I know. That's, that would um, be ideal. Dying yeah. So I'm left to suffer. Yeah, all you, you motherfuckers. Have to, yes. I have to see my mom, dad, my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother. Oh, my God. No, no. Let's knock on wood. Knock on wood. But if something were tragically were to happen to us, I think that although we would miss each other terribly, we would have peace in our heart knowing that we never did each other dirty. We always respected each other. I'm not going to cremate my mom. Are you listening, Cece? Yeah, because she wants to be cremated. I'm for not some doing reason. that. I will disrespect her because at that point, what is she going to do? She's like, I, I, want, las patas? I oh, want you guys to cremate me and throw me into the ocean. I'm like, mom. Maybe a part of you, okay? Well, maybe, she maybe said your Joe feet. would do it. But anyways, <laughs> maybe your feet, I'll throw them in. But everything else, we'll keep. I don't know. I mean, shoot, I don't even want to think about that. I know. Uh, but, but the truth is, is that's life. That's the natural progression. I am almost todos, and I hate that. That's life. And listen, okay, so listen, where we come from is a small town of Riverside. Yes. We literally. Rubido. Rubido. We grew up. Raise in your a, hand if you've ever heard of Rubido. <laughs> yeah. A small town in Riverside. And you know what, Susie? How were your grades growing up, Susie? Like, how were you in school? Okay. So growing up, obviously, okay, I'm the oldest. So growing up, I had to always be responsible. So at least through middle school, I mean, at least through grade school, I was a straight A student. I did what my parents said, when my parents said it. I, I've always been opinionated. But I didn't have the balls to really like say what I was thinking until I got to middle school. Once I got to middle school and I met my boyfriend, don't say any names. I won't. I won't. I won't. I met my. But first, I caught them macking uh, <laughs> in the alley. I caught them scamming in the alley. People don't even use that word anymore. Scamming. Scam and jam. Scam and jam. That was not a scam and jam. I was probably gonna get pregnant from that kiss. Okay. See, but I anyhow, saved your life, bitch. Once I got to middle school. My grades stayed good because I know that as long as I had good grades and I'm smart, I'm especially a great writer. Yeah. My parents would say off my case, especially my dad. So my grades were always good through middle school and then high school came and that was just a whole different world. And I still kept good grades. I don't know how because I did school so much. And all this that I say, my kids already know because I share with them the dumb shit that I did so that hopefully they're inspired to not do it or at least to communicate if they want to do the shit. Um, yeah. And, and drugs got into play, not heavy ass drugs, but still, and it, I just parted my tits off. It was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> but thank God, like nothing ever happened to you, man. And I didn't like, have no babies in high school. That's another accomplishment. Cheers. No babies in high school. But what Susie did become known for is, we got to talk about this, right? Because this is kind of like, I would have never even dared to do this because I, I fear oh. my parents. <laughs> I know what but you're going to say. Susie, she, you actually became a professional person that would sneak out of the house. Heck, and, heck yes. And she would sneak out through the front window. Yes. And we had a big old spotlight in the front and she still was able to escape. Let me tell you my secret. Yeah, like what? what <laughs> Joe was my partner in crime. Our brother, Joe. Yes. He was, so 
okay, backtracking, I really didn't get to know you until our parents divorced because I didn't have a choice. So you were 15. Yeah. That's when I started to get to know you as a person. But before that, like me and Joe were really close because we're the closest in age. Yeah, I we was a tattertail. Yeah, we were in high school together, me and Joe. So as soon as Joe came to high school, I was like, guess what, Joe? I'm not coming to school today. I, I was smart. And I was like, you want to go with me? Because if I knew if he was with me, he wouldn't tattletale on me. So Joe started ditching school with me. <laughs> <laughs> they would throw the most epic ditching parties. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So then that escalated to me sneaking out. And Joe would be my partner in crime. Joe would tell We would tell my mom and dad that Joe was going to sleep in my room with me. And I would pull out the trendle. He would sleep on the trendle. I would stuff my bed. So if my mom peeked her head, it was two people in the bed and I was gone. I would get home at 7 a.m. and we would have to be at church at 8. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. It was fun, though. YOLO. YOLO. You're looking out, Joe. <laughs> but yeah, so and I was like the complete opposite. I was like. You covered for me once. Remember? I covered for you once. But when I was in high school, I was my parents were already divorced when I was 15. I mean, that was I was a sophomore in high school. But like I was that student that would come home and I would do my homework because I have always been hyperactive. Like I was the kind of girl that I I don't know how this generation does it where all they do is stay in front of a TV and just play video games. I was Ugh. the kind of little girl that I was outside playing freeze tag with my friends. I was jump roping. I was playing playing Chinese jump rope. I was, you know, Riding building your bikes, building ramps with my brother, jumping off the BMXs, like getting scars on my legs. Like I was so active. I've always been active. Like I can't even imagine my life not active. Right. You know, or You're being, still that way. I'm still that you way. You were just jumping off a BMX the other day. Where? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> well, no, but you know, now I'll do like, I'll jump off of a plane. I'll, I'll go you on like a helicopter to jump off ride. Of big rocks into the ocean yeah. with my kid. In ha- Lake Havasu. Oh my gosh. I was gosh. like, come on, Robert, jumped off a big old cliff. Like I'm a, I'm a, I love, like I'm, I'm a big believer in like, live your life to the max. Like let it be an epic life. Like you've always been adventurous. Always. And you know, I've always loved helicopter rides after the Kobe accident. I'm a little bit like mm, about helicopters, but will no. I be on one again? Yes. Yeah. I, I will because I will say like, if I go down like that, like just know like this bitch was doing what she loved. And whether or not Kobe was in a helicopter or not, if that day was his day that was written, he was going to pass away regardless. So don't let fear ever be a reason why you don't do something. And honestly, don't let finances be the reason either. Find a way, honey. Find yeah. a way. Find a way. Start a GoFundMe page, whatever. But yeah, I was that I was that young daughter that and I always had this conversation with my mom and my dad when I see them separately. Like I would have my homework done by two. You know, because there's parents that got to be on their kids' ass. I, is, your, is your homework done? That I was done, and I was outside playing, and the rule was as soon as the sun comes down, you come into the house. Yep. My, our dad was really big on, like, cuando se mete el sol, you come home. Se meten las nalgas. And, you know, we come, I, I'm really happy, and I think this is why I'm not married yet, because we come, Susie, my brother, and myself, we come from that family where we would eat as a family. Every single night. Day. And sometimes is, I say that and people don't believe me. I'm like, that was my life. Yeah. I remember when I first told Mel that because family dinners for me aren't important. And because Very. of sports and all this life sometimes for us, it doesn't happen. But I always tell Mel that's one of my fondest memories is that every single night we ate as a family. We all yep. had a chore. I made dinner. You set the table. 
or no, Joe set the table and you would help clean the kitchen afterward. Like we all had a role and we all ate dinner together as a family. And that is so important. Like that is such a valuable value to have that people just are it's so disposable these days people don't even think about it people don't even cook i'm actually gonna do a youtube video on that and i know i'm gonna get a lot of heat i want to do a video on like we literally live in a society where i feel that it is glorified to be a single mom okay and it's just like listen all, all the props in the world to every single single mom doing it because sometimes you have no choice right the dude walks away and he's a deadbeat and goodbye right but i'm just saying like why are we not teaching traditional family units? Like, don't I, I feel like I'm pretty balanced and I'm pretty healthy and I'm pretty on point And all of us are because we had a dad that we knew loved us and we had a mom that knew loved us. Right. And I never remember my parents being like belligerent and fighting and throwing shit to each other. It was always like they, they it seemed like they closed fought, fought behind closed doors. I never remember my dad disrespecting my mom and, and they handled things like adults right you know and i and i highly remember us praying as a family um we would eat a lot of the same shit over and over again because we grew up middle class it was like for for dinner we would have a hotes con huevos that was my specialty green beans and i made that the other day and tasted it and i was like what the hell (laughs) this is going in the trash people (laughs) those days are done but i was like man we used to eat this all the time with beans and tortillas and we loved it and canned corn Ooh, remember canned corn and tuna tostadas? Yeah, canned corn. Jams. We, our, our stuff was like hamburger helper. And if we added fresh broccoli to it, we thought we were winning. We were winning. <laughs> that was a good week. You know what I'm saying? So that's the kind of like upbringing that we come from. And I swear, I always say this. I'm not going to get married until I meet somebody that truly desires to have that family unit with me as like even if we're a blended family and this person has already has kids already like i want you to know like this is what my heart desires and until i find that first of all you got to be a man of god i think that's yeah. why things are falling apart because people don't pray no more everything is based off of like everything oh, well, is so criticized these days like people are so critical of each other and there are people that are a little on the weak-minded side that they worry about lo que dirán Instead of just really staying true to themselves, like going back to what you said, so many women, right? I'm a hairdresser. So I see hundreds and hundreds of women every year. Hairdresser slash therapist. Because yes. anybody that sits in the hairdresser chair, it's called the hot seat, honey. The hot seat. You, you, probably, you probably hear it all. Huh, oh, I hear oh everything. Like we have topics for days, bitch, like for real. But one thing I hear a lot is when people are unhappy in their marriage and the first thing that they want to do is run and get a divorce. And I think they think because I'm divorced and remarried that I'm going to be like, yeah, Yeah, do it girl. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. And I always tell them, look, if you, if it's cracked and not broken, like if you can repair that shit, do the work and repair it because nothing is more valuable than raising your family with your husband. Like, Raising your family in a broken home with a person that you do not get along with is the most challenging thing I have ever had to do. I did it and I did it in the most healthy way possible. But I think people encourage each other, like you said, to just, yeah, yeah, go ahead, girl. You could do it. You don't need him. Guys ain't shit. Well, guess what? Guys are shit. A man in the home raising a son is so important, especially a son, but a daughter, because we do it so different. Moms do it so differently than dads, and it's a good balance. So, yeah, like, I don't understand either that glorification of 
single parenthood yeah it's not cute well because you see like let's just be honest we're talking we could talk anything on this podcast including pop culture and you see people like the kardashians right Right. and, and you know what Susie and i we always give props to the kardashians because we say you know what listen if you could work with your sisters work with your mom work with your brother and make money together that to me they're doing it that's winning yeah Let, let's make millions I together i respect sis. their hustle a lot and let's be pretty together and let's travel the world together and let's have babies together but like for example kylie jenner right she's an example that uh, not an example but a popular figure in pop culture her and travis scott leave each other she's a single mom yeah they co-parent together but it's like it's glorified to just yeah. like oh my god well she makes it look so easy but she's also rich She's a billionaire. She's also rich. So don't compare your life to somebody like a Kylie. No. You know, um, I love that. It's if it's cracked. What did you say? If it's cracked, if it's cracked and not broke it, repair it. And that means compromise. That means communication. That means therapy. I mean, just the other day I told my husband, like, hey, I think we, need, we should go to therapy. And he was like, why? What's wrong? Are we OK? I was like, no, yeah, like we're great. But we're getting older and as we get older like we change like you evolve and i want to always be good with you so yeah. we need we should go to therapy and he was like dang i never really thought about it that way like that's a good idea everybody needs therapy bitch everybody needs somebody to talk to yeah if, and you know what if we could be your therapy session this podcast and hey so be it because we're gonna talk about things without caring what what i, I don't want to be politically correct on this podcast no we want to ever sat in my chair dear clients if you're listening you already know you tell me things once i'll hear you out you tell me things twice i'm gonna call you out yeah and say what are you doing about yeah, this like come on and we won't talk about this three times because, because a lot of people love to marinate in that victim mentality like poor me poor me i get so many women that reach out to me on snapchat on instagram and they tell me their whole situations and i think that's what they want to hear from me oh you need to leave them girl and i'm like i'll tell you one thing as a woman i mean we've we've exploited the word feminism right like the feminist movement it's like femininity feminist means equal equal pay but equality across the across board, the right? board but some women have really taken the feminist attitude like a little too far where it's like we're feminine so we hate men me and Susie, we are not like that no i believe that men are a crucial part of the equation when it comes to everything when it comes to the cycle yeah. of life when it comes to supporting partners when it comes to fathers when it we don't have daddy issues because our dad right. is still very present in our life and we're lucky because we could tell our daddy anything and that doesn't that's not to say like we're not insensitive to the women that did have an abusive father or had an absent father but we don't have to recreate and continue on those generational curses like at some point we have a choice to stop and say, you know what? Okay, that's enough. My children, me, myself, I'm going to change the narrative. Like, I'm not going to continue this this culture of man bashing or this culture of single parenthood or this culture of abuse, you know? Like, there's a million reasons why you could walk away. And if you are in an abusive relationship, absolutely keep yourself and your children safe. But abuse i don't know we could talk so much about this on so many different levels no and you know speaking of abuse i think that like look you know this is where it gets a little bit there's a fine line okay because i know women that are amazing women 
I know a lot of amazing women, right? Right. Like business owners, you know, life coaches and just amazing moms, amazing, uh, successful entrepreneurs. And, and let me tell you something when it comes to, if it's not broken, what's what you say? If it's cracked, you could fix it. If it's cracked and not broken, try to try to fix it. Try. But I'll tell you one thing, verbal abuse and emotional abuse is is a, is a type of abuse because Absolutely. I think there's women that it's like oh well if I'm not getting my ass beat I'm gonna stay and it's like okay but if you're getting verbally abused and emotionally abused every single day where a man is telling you you know you're too fat you are stupid you are worthless and you're hearing that shit and then and then they hear this podcast like oh well well Susie and Roxy said if it's cracked we should try to you know but that's a that's more than a crack yeah that's more than a crack but I just think that a lot of women Susie believe it or not they have a hard time differentiating that like well I got married for I'm supposed to be in this shit for life so you know what I'm gonna just take the abuse what is your thought on something like that you don't even know my thought is First of all, you got married. Who cares what everybody else thinks or says? Yes, marriage is supposed to be for a lifetime. But for example, if you're constantly being mentally or emotionally or physically abused and or this person is just a chronic cheater and there is no signs of stopping. Yes, walk away from that. Like you are being disrespected on such a level and it's okay. I didn't marry to divorce. I married forever. And when I realized, oh, damn, I'm going to have to divorce this cat because this is really just going sideways. It was such a hard decision for me because I felt guilty because even though my parents, our parents are divorced, they didn't divorce until I was 21. I moved out at 18. So I did not grow up in a broken home. And like you said, we have all these dope ass memories of growing up as a family and these values. We never heard our parents fight. So I felt like I was robbing my son. But guess what? I didn't. I made a good, solid choice, regardless of what anybody was going to think or say. And I made sure, though, that I used that divorce as a stepping stone. And I learned all my lessons and I internalized everything. I could have externalized everything and blamed him, but I internalized everything and I grew. And so for me, my divorce wasn't a waste of time. And I made, I still was able to raise a healthy boy. So it's such a fine line. Like women need to understand it's okay. It's okay to walk away. If walking away is what you have to do, but it shouldn't be your first and only choice. Like eh, whatever, that didn't work. So I'm out of here. Like I'm, pretty sure if he tells you to shut up you're gonna respond and say no you shut up and now it's a battle like yeah it's just this is why people need therapy sis yeah and (laughs) and just by the way if you're just tuning in right now this is the sister sister podcast and you know a lot of a lot of people always ask me uh, to go into depth of like oh my god so you do come from divorced parents you know like how how did, how did you guys become that family unit again? How did you guys come together again? How have you guys healed? And so coming, Eek, hola, coming do we even have time? Yeah, coming back, we're going to talk about how we have turned in, how we have turned our mess into a message because I really feel like our family has transformed to that. Not to say that we're the perfect family at all. I mean, we're close to it. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, pretty close, especially no. me. But we've gone through the bullshit. We've gone through the bullshit. So coming back, we're going to be talking more on our parents' divorce. This is our first episode of our podcast, so we really hope that you're enjoying it and that you're really getting to know who Roxy is 
and who Susie is. Yes. So coming right back, this is Sister Sister the Podcast. No te muevas. You're listening to Sister Sister the Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to Sister Sister the Podcast. So we've been chatting um, just, you know, who is Roxy? Who is Susie? And this is a get to know your host episode right because we want you guys to know who the hell's talking to you i mean it's crazy because the older we get the more people are like you guys look like twins oh my god the other day my own husband was like holy shit raquel just posted a picture oh just kidding roxy just posted a picture and i thought it was you and you don't know how many times facebook tells me to tag you on my face (laughs) (laughs) does it yes all the time i wonder what picture it was oh my god i don't know anyways um so we were talking about all kinds of stuff including our family dynamic, how we grew up. We grew up, our parents were married 21 years, you guys. Yeah, guys, long time. To me, divorce, that's one of my visions for my life before I crossed into the next dimension is I really want to write a book about being the daughter of divorced parents. Because Come on, keep it real. It affected you the most. It did. I think you just barely got over it, like, Maybe like five years ago. Yeah. Like five years ago. Tell the truth. Tell the people the truth. No, seriously. Like I could not talk about my parents' divorce without crying. And you hated Christmas. And I hated Christmas. And it was just like, oh, like it just bring up so much, you know, and I know and I know that's why I haven't gotten married because I'm like, I crave a family unit and I think it's a good craving. It's a good, I don't want to settle. I don't, it, it would be way too easy. So the, I could have had so many baby daddies already. Let's just be honest. I'm so, are we going to talk about that already first episode? No. I am so glad you didn't. I mean, <laughs> I have a list, a laundry list. I mean, I've, I've made some good choices in men, but not enough. Obviously, if they're not my husband, it's like, hasn't been, hey, crickets. The one that you think I shouldn't have married, I think I should have actually married him. He was actually like the best boyfriend that I ever had. You know, he was, although you almost killed him. <laughs> Anyways, but so our parents are married 21 years. Um, they divorced when I was 15. Susie was 21. And it was. That is when I became your mother. Yeah. Literally, was, people. Yeah, guys have no idea. I mean, Susie even, Susie taught me how to smoke my first cigarette. Okay, that's not what I meant. Susie taught me how to give head on that a banana. That is not. I don't remember that. Was I high? I you tell were. everybody that. I, think you I were. don't remember that. But listen, she but always told me true. She always told me, sis, if you want to keep your husband or your man happy, suck his dick. You don't know how Real many people good. have such a phobia of I know. Like, yeah. Like, Let me tell you, a happy husband is a happy home. And if you're not entertaining your husband, somebody else will. That's not an excuse for men to cheat, sirs. Pay attention. That's not a green light. But it is our responsibility as women to take care of our husband. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is. Men are much more sexual than men. Than women. Men are much more sexual creatures than women. Um, and, of course, women, we carry the load, like, the stre- more stress load, I think, in regards to families. But take care of your man, ladies. Yeah, take care of your man. Real talk. And so... I literally, like Susie said, just got over my parents' divorce like uh, like five years ago. I think I stored it in the back of my subconscious mind, and I I never, I don't know. I just, I, I would be in a relationship because I've had three serious relationships, a seven-year, a five-year, and a five-year. And now I've been single for two years, which- I'm so proud of you. I know. Oh, my gosh. August will be three years. Hopefully, I have some I should interest. talk. I've married both guys that I dated. Yeah. I'm not the big dater here. Yeah. And that's another big difference between Susie and I is she's been more like into the long term marriage relationship. And I'm I've been I've had long term relationships, but I've never it's never like 
for some reason, I've never thought like I'm going to marry one of these guys one day. It's like I dated them. You thought you were going to marry one to just have a boyfriend and not really thinking like, where is this going? You know what I mean? It's like you look at the stories like yours at a young age or the Vanessa Bryans that got married at 18, like straight out of high school. Like when I got straight out of high school, I was like, what are we doing? Where am I? I'm doing radio. I'm moving to Palm Springs. I'm moving to Chicago. I'm getting back on the radio in L.A. Like I a relationship was important, but it wasn't. The forefront. I, it wasn't the forefront. And, you know, it doesn't make it right and it doesn't make it wrong. There's right. some women that are more career driven like me. And there's more women that are more family driven like you. And now you have your career. Right. You know what I mean? But to me, I never thought like, when am I going to get pregnant? When am I going to be a wife? When am I going to get married? Like, it's not until now in my 30s that I'm like, OK, that would be nice. You know, call that a late bloomer. Call it whatever you want. No, you're still pretty young. You're still very young, actually. But I, I know a lot of women that are like, you're not. And like, I think it's more common now to wait to have your establish, a career established and then have a parent. And it's actually smarter and it's more responsible and it makes for an easier life because you have a home. You're established to bring a family into. Whereas yeah. I did everything completely backwards. But going <laughs> back to my parents' divorce, like I do think that that affected you the most. Um, like your perfect world, because you were the only one left at home. Yeah. No, Joey. Well, actually, my brother was, but he yeah. had a girlfriend. And he had Joey. And he had his son. But so you were the baby. And you were, they sort of pulled the rug out from under us. And you, I think you were just shocked. And long story short we didn't talk to our mom for a couple of years because yep. she rolled out mm -hmm. and literally the day after my 15th birthday yeah and all that's been forgiven though but absolutely. We, we're, 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 we're sharing a story here right and you were in the you were in my dad's custody and then I was your mom on the weekends you know what I mean like and yeah. it was it was weird for both of us that's when I started to get to know you because I had to because my dad said I had to. Yeah. And he would like hand me off to you. Yeah. Like I was like, you were you my were mom. mine on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that left such an impact because I'm sure without even knowing it, like you were dealing with abandonment issues. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I never thought about it that way. Shit. Maybe yeah. you think I need therapy for that. You've been to therapy for that many times. Because like I've, I've never been afraid of somebody abandoning, but I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to abandon somebody. Not, like, not now. Not now. Not like not. bye. I'll drag you. Let's go, bitch. <laughs> Saddle up. We're out. <laughs> yeah. And so like, it's really, you know, I, I don't know what, I mean, I, I think for a long, long time, I had this illusion in my head that my parents were going to get back together. Like it was like, yeah, this, I would wake did. up and it was just like one day, one day, one day they're going to make up. And then it's just like, until one day I had to have that conversation with my dad and my dad's like, listen, it's never going to happen. What's done is done. Get it, get that hope out of your mind. And it, it sunk into my head, but it, it really didn't sink in until I took a, a program called Landmark. Ugh. Landmark Forum. Shout out to Landmark Forum, you guys. Yeah. If, you've if never you are really, really ready to keep it 100 with yourself, go there. Yeah. Landmark Forum. Look it up. Google it. Go take a weekend with yourself and just look at yourself. And that, that, that. Remember you made me go? Yeah. Because you went and you, you told me about it. And I was like, yeah, okay, okay. And then finally, you you and Cedric punked me. You guys called me. Yeah. It's, and, and said you booked me. And I was like, oh, shit. Got to go. 
Yeah, and it's so Thanks, transformational. Sis. That was amazing. No, it's really a transformational weekend with yourself where I realized, like, you know what? Why have you been making your parents' divorce your issue? Like, it was never your relationship. It wasn't your marriage. And you're owning it. Like, you have ownership in it. And, and I did because I'm their daughter, but I, it wasn't my relationship to own. Right. Know? And I, I realized that weekend, like, I need to let that shit go. Raise your hand if you just heard that message. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to let shit go and realize and accept, like, it's never, ever going to be the same again. And, and it's just not. But it could still be beautiful. It could still be beautiful. But our parents are not the greatest co-parents. Let's just be honest. Well, and we're all adults. And, you know, they're not. And that's probably a whole other topic conversation for another day. But, but we get to enjoy them. Yeah, we do. Still we do. and individually totally. and we get to love them and they don't talk shit on each other. Like they allow us to love each of them separately and that's better than nothing. Like we do not have to be the go between between my parents, but I think my dad knows better and I think my mom knows better than to to put us there because we're too healthy to play that game. Yeah, and you know? you know, but but see, well growing up like when I was when it had first just happened, I was that little messenger. You were girl. and I think that's why you you were so impacted by it, you know? Because you were, you're absolutely right. Since you were the young one and you eventually, when we started talking to my mom again, you would be the, go that back and forth and you felt in between. Them, uh, you it was, know? It's like the worst I feeling. don't envy That's, you, sister. I'm so sorry. That is one thing that I will tell anybody listening to this episode right now is like, if you are going through a divorce or a separation, like don't put your kids in between. Like yeah. don't, don't make them feel, done. don't make them feel like they got to choose, man, because we don't want to choose. We love mom and we love dad. Like. I know a lot of times, you know, kids side with the moms a little bit more. But yeah, at the end of the day, just know that you have an influence on your children and your manipulative ways sometimes affect them. And you're just like Ugh. all the time. I mean, you have to have such a strong mental determination and will to really unlearn what your parents taught you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to keep it really real, real hundred with the, the whole situation and be like, damn, you know what? My mom was toxic. You know, my dad was toxic. I don't like that. I don't want to do that. Let me unlearn it. And then gently tell your parents, listen, I love and I appreciate you, but I'm going to do it differently. Yeah. You know, and it's okay. Like this is what my goal with this podcast is for people to know that like, you know what, sis, I love you and I appreciate you. Like, and you've said this to me. But just because you did it this way doesn't mean I have to do it this way. And at that point, and you know who says that to me too? Robert. Yeah. Like mom, literally the other day. And how does that feel coming from your own son? You know, it felt good because it was a, a reminder from God. Robert said, mom, we were having a conversation about something because he's growing up and wiggling and squirming to, to be grown, you know? And um, I was having doubts about something and like projecting my fears. And then he said, mom, trust me. You raised me, right? And Ooh. I said, yes. He goes, okay, trust me. He goes, actually, mom, actually, trust yourself that you raised me right. Damn. And I just stood back and I said, you know what? Kudos to me that my kid is that healthy. And you're right. I have to trust that I did it right. And I have to know that he's got to learn his own lessons too. So back to that. Like, you've told me that, you know? And, yeah. and, and I have to respect that. Like, you know what? You're right. My sister is grown. I wish maybe I wish I would have done it differently to have different results. And I'm projecting that on you yeah, or vice versa, you know? So 
that's to me i want to drive that message home the more and more people hear us talk and work through either conflict or happy times like highs and lows like they can see damn those ladies don't always agree but at the end they're always united and at the end they always have each other's back regardless yeah and we support each other because i support each other yeah it, i know literally like one time i had a boyfriend that <laughs> Susie <laughs> almost literally fought him and what what I was thinking about that whole situation the other day like why were you even like fighting because well, you well, told me you didn't want him in your house so I wasn't letting him in <laughs> your house and I was literally about to fight him and then you said just let him in I was like oh bitch I was drugged up from I uh, almost went to jail I had just or- gotten my uh liposculpture and my boobs done from dr boris i think that was like yeah. how long ago was that it was a, a long, long time ago like ago. nine ten years ago but uh yeah i was all drugged up on like vicodin and i don't know i don't know what was going on i think he wanted to see my boobs and we had broken up <laughs> i don't know what it was but I, I was just following orders sometimes you look back at situations and you're just like you know he actually was a great dude but it is what it is you know what i think a lot of times in life as women and as humans we want to backpedal and be like man it shoulda coulda woulda when you live in the shoulda coulda wouldas of life it just makes you not live in the present like if if i should have could have married that guy like i would have you know what i mean thank god you didn't yeah thank Woo-hoo. god you didn't and then sometimes you're just like damn i wish i would have never married that person but i did you know i did not bad i did no, i'm just kidding i live i, sh- <laughs> I, I didn't live in the shoulda coulda would have i just did it you know everything is a lesson Good, bad, or ugly. Everything is a lesson. And if you can learn from everything, you'll be much better. You yeah. know, you won't be bitter. Yeah, and you won't be bitter. And not only that, like if you if you really see yourself in the same situations over and over again, and I'm learning this. I'm learning this in my dating life because this is the first time in my life that I've been single that I'm actually dating, right? And and it's weird. I'm not going to lie. Like this dating world. I cannot relate. It's a little, we're going to have a whole podcast and a whole episode on that because it's just different, right? It's just like, it, it's, it's, I don't like it. And I, and now I could understand like why I, you know, shy away from it or I'm just like that whole, I just believe in organic connection. Yeah. You know, you meet somebody at a grocery store and you're attracted to each other and then the whole conversation starts and it's but it's like a lot of people are doing like the dating app world and it's and so many people are apprehensive too. Like they're not open to that organic meeting. You know, I don't know why. I just feel like that's the way. What, what do people do? Before? Listen, if you look at me at the grocery store longer than two seconds, I'm suspect. <laughs> I'm like, what do you want? I, did I? What do you want, lady? Leave me alone. What do you yeah, want, sir? But I, I'm, I'm learning that, like in my whole dating experience, where it's just like, you know, there's things that that there's things that I like, and there's things that I don't like, and there's things that. I I get to be selective about in a partner. Am I looking for perfection? No, but I definitely know. I think a lot of times we make the mistake of not understanding ourselves enough. Right. You yes. Know, yes. To, to to not even knowing like what you like or what you don't like. So then you're you're stuck with the person, and then you end up marrying divorcing this person because you're like, dang, I didn't even really know what I wanted. I didn't even know. It's like you're reading my biography right now. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. And then it ends up in. Un- fracaso total a total failure and then you're like damn so now i feel like i'm just getting to know myself all over again as a older mature woman in her 30s right and i'm just like okay well what's wrong with being with the man that's gonna bring this to the table roxy like if that's what you desire then there shouldn't be nothing wrong with that like it's not like you're i'm asking for too much but I don't know. It, it's it, the dating world is is definitely interesting. And I can't wait to have a whole segment on this. Yeah, because 
I think I, I've never been in the dating world, so I, I find it rather interesting too. Oh my god, it, it's definitely interesting, and uh, it's it's risky because you, especially like I've gone on 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 a date of with men that I've met organically and then I've also gone on a few dating app date dates and it just feels like an interview. It just feels like yeah that person is trying to impress you from the jump. Um I've never had like a successful one where like I continue to date this person, but then I also know women that are like, oh my God, I'm at the love of my life. Yeah, on, they get married. On Bumble and this is epic and he's everything I wanted. And you're just like, okay, that's Bumble amazing. is the one where the woman chooses? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, we need to get Bumble to sponsor this the, this podcast. <laughs> I need but, to learn more about this first. I'm gonna piss Bumble off. No, but you know, I just I'm proud of myself because I was JK able Bumble. I'm open. to break a cycle of like me being a notorious relationship girl like i always felt like i had to be in a relationship to somehow feel validated and it's just like you know what i broke that cycle and I, i'm so proud of myself and i know like you my mom like are proud of me too because that was my secret addiction is relationships right you know what i mean it was just like i had to have one i just had to have one and now i'm like hey i don't have one I'm excited about getting into another one one day, but I'm definitely not in a rush. And and like and I want a husband. I want a husband. Family, family <laughs> is so important. Like your own family and then your extended family. So the way I see it, when you be when you're married, your family becomes and this is a whole other conversation too. Your family is your husband and your children. Your home is your family. Everybody else now are your relatives, right? Like my mom, you, like, so my priority, like my immediate priority is my family. Yeah. And everybody else is still priority, but not at the same extent. Does that make sense? Yeah. But and you so know, many people get that twisted. Some women don't like, agree with that. No. Like, what, what do you mean? Your mom's uh, exactly. on, to the side. Of, like, I know women that are like, I see my mom every day. And I'm like, why? I could talk to my mom every day, but why do you got like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a little weird. You got to talk to your mother every single day or go to visit her. Or I could understand that she's terminally ill. You know, that might be different, but you need to see your mom every single day or your dad. Like what happened to your own family? That's that, that in itself is there is a level of toxicity there, you know? And if you cannot, if you don't give your husband his place or vice versa, if you don't give your wife their place to know that you are my number one and I will choose you over everybody. There's a level of toxicity there because we're supposed to leave our parents to make a life with somebody else. So, yeah, but there's so many people. This is going to piss a lot of people off because there's yeah. people that are like, nope, I don't think so. My mom and my dad, I came from them. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Can't get out of here. <laughs> so, listen, you guys, we want to for sure get your feedback on on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, just DM us on Snapchat. Let us know like what topics you guys want us to hit on. We already have an array of topics because Susie and I have this gift where women will open up to us and they'll they'll say or you know they'll go on to Susie's hot seat because she's a she's a hair. The For all who don't seat. know, Susie does my hair. The famous red color that I have in my hair, my sister does it on me. And I'm forever being asked, ¿Cuál es el color que te pones en tu pelo? What's the formula? And I'm like, I don't know. And it's if red. I did, I would never give it away. <laughs> I'm forever getting do people ask you the color you put on my hair all yes, the time all the time and what do you tell them top secret I'm sworn honey. to secrecy I cannot tell <laughs> so yeah we want to know like what are some topics that you want us to touch on because I feel like we are going to be approaching all of our topics in a very unique truthful uh open honest way unafraid to really speak our truths right bold you know because I think we live in a world where 
only a few people in this world I could really call out, like maybe like on one hand that I consider to be bold and and just outspoken where they're not afraid of the consequences. You know, I yeah. want our show to be that show where it's like, dang, you know, they really speak things how they are because a lot of people think things, but they're afraid to verbalize things. A like, lot. I want us to be that show that like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And that bitch just said it. You know, and that's another you thing. You can count on me. <laughs> that's another thing. When Susie and I see each other, I'm like, what's up, bitch? A lot of people, they're like, why do you call your sister a bitch? Yeah. And I'm and like. Most people think we're fighting. I know. It's and we're just talking. It's really an endearing term. Like, if I call you, what's up, bitch? That means I embrace you. Yeah. I like you. If and I'm over here calling you miss such and such, that means like that is such on the surface. <laughs> if I call you, what's up, girl? that means you're my girl yes like it comes out so naturally if you're one of my girls you know but it's all about tone too because if you're just like oh look at that bitch over there honestly or, i don't care i don't care either because if you've ever have felt that i'm acting like a bitch or damn Susie's such a bitch you better believe that i did that on purpose i wanted you to feel that way about me like i wanted you to know hasta que llego. like this is my boundary and most people misinterpret boundaries for being bitchy and if that's what you got to call me, then that's what you got to call me. But my boundaries, man, girl, in the line, like the sand, I see. Yeah, like really, really yep. clear. I'm really so clear. clear with boundaries. So we want you guys to drop us a message, drop us a DM, let us know, like, what are some topics you want us to hit on? Um, what are some topics that you know are going to be, you want, like, maybe one of your girls to hear about this topic? Like, oh, my God, I have a friend that's stuck on stupid. She needs to really hear about this topic. Like, drop us a message, drop us a DM, let us know what you want to hear. All right, so we hope you've enjoyed the first episode of Sister, Sister, the podcast. Um, we hope to definitely bring some entertaining and informative topics to the table. We hope to inspire you. We hope to motivate you. We hope to enlighten you. Yeah, and, and just, you know, keep it real. Just having real saucy you know, uplifting conversation. Sometimes we're going to debate on topics and that's okay too. But us, yeah, us <laughs> debating never people always think we're fighting just because we're loud and passionate and bold. When we talk, like we always get those looks when we're at a, at a restaurant or somewhere. People are like, Oh my God. I always know when Raquel's <laughs> over me. Cause she'll say, Oh my gosh, I called you Raquel again. I always know when Roxy's over me. Cause she'll say, Oh my gosh, Susie, shut up. You're always so judgy. And that's how I know I struck a nerve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sometimes your older sister can come off as judgmental just because they're be they're protective. They're being protective over you. But you know what? I'd rather uh, somebody be protective over me than somebody that doesn't really give a crap about you. Right. Like the other day I went to gas up and I was at the this gas station that I always go to. And this woman, you know, I have this gift, Susie, where people will just open up to me. I know. And they, it's th the most annoying when we're trying to have lunch somewhere. I know. And, and then somebody needs a therapy session. I'm like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> and she was telling me like, you know, her, and her sister don't talk because, because her sister got involved with her husband that she was married with for 25 years. The sister is now with her ex-husband for 10 years. They have a five year old. And I was like, what? Like, I can't even imagine looking at a million men in the world of my in-law brother-in-laws in a way in such a way. It's just like, you're with my sister. What's up? Keep moving. You know, like it's, it's just, I don't, I can't imagine that out of all the men in the world, you're going to crave desire and steal your man's husband, your sister's husband. Hey, but that level of toxicity stems much further than just them as sisters somewhere along the line like hurt their parents or their parents parents 
didn't value that relationship enough to teach them how to treasure it. You know what I'm saying? I guess because I was like, I was so hurt. This lady telling me like she, thank God another customer walked in because I was like, I could tell this lady needed to talk. Did you go to the cooler and crack open a beer? No. I mean, I wanted to, she's like, oh my God, come back another day. And I was like, you know, poor lady. She just, I look good that day. So she was like, tu estas para escoger, no para que te escojan. And she was just like giving me props and she was just telling me, you know, I'm I'm still open to love. And I was like, oh, you're not married? Because she looked like an older woman, right? And she was like, I was. And then that's when the can of worms opened. Oh, wow. And she started telling me that her sister stole her husband. And I'm just like, wow. Did her Talk sisters about- catch your hands? Because I think I would have to just I think she instinctively caught them. have to just fuck you up I think she quick. caught them in bed, in her bed, <gasps> in her house. It was just nasty. Just a nasty story. Oh, my gosh. How disgusting. And you would think that you would only hear these stories on a novella. Well, no, oh, no, this, this is, happens in real life. You know, it happens to mothers and daughters like there. I, I shared that story on my Snapchat and this girl wrote to me saying, oh, yeah, my mom slept with my husband. And I'm just like, what? Like, this is this is sickening, you know, and we're going to have an episode about boundaries. Like, I want to talk about things of like like boundaries, you know, like what what's been, you know, one of the hardest situations that we've ever dealt with. Like, how do we get over that? I want to talk about just breaking cycles you know know? what people always laugh at me when i say it no is a complete sentence yep it sure is so many people laugh at me when i say it because it's so simple but it's so true and like get comfortable with saying no no is no no doesn't mean maybe no is no so if i'm giving you a solid no and i'm calm in my demeanor i'm not wavering from that it's it's a no yeah because i feel like as society a lot of times when we say no we feel like no has to be followed by an explanation. explanation. Exactly. And it's just like, no, my answer is no. It's different if you're like, why? And even when somebody asks you why, you still could say, because I said no. Right. Your explanation could stay in your head. You know what I mean? But anyways, our podcast is going to be juicy. It's going to be saucy. It's going to be controversial. It's going to be bold. And we want your feedback. Send us a DM. Send us a message. Let us know what you want us to hit on. Uh, you know, our mom is going to be a regular guest on our podcast. As much as she's afraid, we're going to make sure she faces her fears. And that's another thing I love about our relationship with our my sister, my brother and I and my mom and my dad is that we are not afraid to challenge each other and say, you know, OK, why are you afraid? Like, come on. Yeah. You know, what's funny. So I'm the oldest, right? Joe's in the middle and then you're the baby. But don't you feel like as we've gotten older, the roles have reversed a little bit? I think because Joe is the boy. He has taken on that role, like checking in on you, making sure you're okay. Like not the big, not the older sibling because I'm still the boss. Yeah. But more of the caretaker. The caretaker. Yeah. 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 I love to see how that's been evolving. I've been paying attention to that. My brother is such a great man, you know, like he's such a great man. He's He's been through it too. He's been through it too. One day, hey, one day we'll bring him on the show. Yeah. And talk to Joe. He'll be like, yeah, that's a great idea. He'll be like, oh my God, this this is so weird, sis. He thinks everything is Why so weird. Why do you weird. always talk like that when you talk about him? He thinks it's so weird, but Joe loves meeting like basketball players and like athletes. He loves like going to special events with me. Like this is this is what you do, sis. And but like when he, okay, Joe does not talk like that. Stop he's saying that. So behind the scenes, I you know I think a lot of people are behind the scenes, but I feel like me being behind or in front of the scenes is just so natural to me. Like I I just my motto in life is be yourself wherever you're at. If you're at Target, be nice to people. 
You know what I mean? Don't be an asshole. The days of being an asshole, uh, you know, once in a while that happens where you're just like, (laughs) (laughs) Susie's more of an asshole than me for sure. It's not, I'm not, I'm just, no me preso tan fácil because my energy have to, girl, I'm with clients all day, every day. I give all my energy to them. Yeah, but sometimes there isn't anything left for the stranger at Target. Yeah. Oh, and it's a viejito or viejita because. They tug my heartstrings. You like old, old people? I love old people these days. They're so cute. And they're undervalued. Like so many people treat them like dirt. Yeah. Not knowing like we're on our way there. Not knowing that there's like a, an entire bucket of knowledge in these people. Oh, like anybody older than me talks to me. I listen. Me me too. Las I'm like, tell me. Hey, teach me. como va el dicho, el que oye consejo llega viejo. My mm-hmm. mom is the queen of dichos. So, so is my dad. With that, yeah, my dad too. Oh my God. They, I think anybody that grew up in a Latino background, it, it, you heard a dicho at least once a week, you know? And it, it's like those little sayings are, though, are the things that kept you in check. You're like, oh my God, mommy said this, daddy said this, and you'll never forget those things. Ever. All right, guys, that's been our first episode of Sister, Sister, the podcast. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. We're going to be dropping an episode every single week. I'm not sure. What day should we drop the episode? I mean, this is our first one. We should drop it on Wednesdays. Uh, Why? So that people have something to get over hump day so that the rest of the week so that they look forward to Wednesday and it's only two days from Friday okay so we're gonna be dropping episodes every Wednesday at noon we're just gonna let's just say noon okay we'll tease it on our Instagram we're gonna tease it everywhere so thank you for the love thank you for the support make sure you drop a comment make sure you give us your feedback make sure you spread the word good or bad good or bad yeah we could take it We got tough skin. Or we'll delete you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Or block you. (laughs) All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed the first episode of Sister, Sister, the podcast. Episode number one. In the the bag. In the bag. And enter the cabbage. I don't understand. (laughs) So remember, you guys, the one of the greatest gifts that God can give you is the gift of a sister. So love her even when she drives you crazy. Embrace her even if you don't agree with her. Because at the end of the day, if you have a sister, you're one of the lucky ones. We love you. Love ya.